Hello YouTube, Sam Ridgway from LiveLikeAViking.com and today we are going to talk about MK677, what I'm going to call pharmaceutical grade HGH and what I'm going to call pharma grade HGH and I might be making shit up but that's what I'm going to reference them by. So I've made a video on MK677 which I'm just going to call MK and then I've made a, ver I've made a video on pharma grade and I've made a video on pharmaceutical grade and what are those? Well obviously MK677 is a pill that you take. Okay? It's a secretagogue. It asks your pituitary to produce more HGH. And it basically does what HGH does, except it's not necessarily as precise because while you can't produce up to 80% more than what you normally would produce, that's hit and miss. Some people are better responders than others. So HGH obviously is HGH. And pharmaceutical grade is the stuff you get from your doctor. Made in a United States pharmacy, under the supervision of the FDA, ISO 9000, sir, all the rest of that stuff, okay? It's the real shit. You're not going to find anything more pure than pharmaceutical grade HGH. Now, what do I call pharma grade HGH? That's like the Pureaz 191AA. That's what I call pharma grade. Do I think for one second it's as good as pharmaceutical grade that I get from my doctor? Of course not. I don't think that, but I believe it's just a step below, and I proved that with my IGF-1 numbers and blood tests. So. It's still, and we could probably call pharma grade HGH generic HGH. We could probably get away with calling it that. So those are kind of the three things I want to cover. So the timeline, and some people picked up on this because I did a video on uh, pharmaceutical grade, then I did a video on pharma grade, and I did a video on MK677. So what happened, the timeline goes, I did my baseline on 1.5 IUs of Omnitrope, which is doctor prescribed HGH. My values, my IGF-1, came in at 270. So I ran that. I ran it for months and months, okay? So that is, that's truly my value. 270 is what I get off of 1.5 IUs of pharmaceutical grade HGH. So then I took MK677 for a little over a month. I went back in and I got my IGF-1 again, lab test. It came back at 366. So MK took me from 270 to 366 on my IGF-1. Then I stopped MK. I ran it for another month with, with no MK, no extra HGH at all, just my 1.5 IUs of Omnitrope. Went in and got my IGF-1 again, 277. So it had dropped from 366 back to 277. So we know that at 1.5 IUs of Omnitrope, my baseline's in the 270 range. We can't even, I mean, nobody's gonna dispute that. So then I went to pharma grade HGH, which is, let's call it the generic stuff, okay? And I ran that for a little bit over a month. I came back, did my IGF-1 again, 359. All right, so when we look at this, if, if we look at the big picture or the whole spectrum, in my particular case, MK did just as much as two IUs of pharma grade HGH did. It, in fact, a little bit better uh, than pharma grade HGH. Now, the only caveat to that is different people react differently to medication. So while I may be a, a good responder, and let's say my body produces 60, 70, 80% more of the normal HGH output that I would have, that doesn't necessarily mean that, that maybe your body would, okay? So there's the downside, I think, to MK, that it's not nearly as precise. You're just hoping that your body produces more. And unless you go back in, get labs, and check your IGF-1, you're sitting in the dark. You have absolutely no idea of the increase in, HG, in HGH that you're getting. Now, the plus day of two MK, you don't have to inject anything. I mean, 
that alone for a lot of people is worth the price of admission. So they're like, I'm sticking a needle in me. Okay, great, MK. The other downside to, uh, well, one of the downsides to MK, well, I feel hungry. Like, I believe me, I don't need any help feeling hungry. I can feel hungry all on my own. So I don't really like that so much with MK. And, I, and the hunger for me never really subsided. It got better, but it never really fully subsided. And I don't, I don't like feeling hungry. So that was a downside just personally for me. Another downside was I felt like I was on something. With MK, I felt like I was on a drug. It wasn't super noticeable. It wasn't uncomfortable. It was just, I guess, a little fog. I felt like I wasn't right just a little bit. And I waited for that to go away and it never did. But again, we all react differently to medications. And you might not feel like that on MK. But those are, those are the pros and cons, I suppose, that I would say with MK. Now, pharmaceutical grade HGH, you don't get better than that. That's like the cream of the crop. That's the best shit out there. But it's expensive. I mean, it's crazy. I spend $1,000 a month for 1.5 IUs of Omnitrop. And for most people, that's just absolutely ridiculous. Again, I'm going to say it's not that you can't afford it. It's just that you're like, I'm not putting that money toward it. You know what I could be driving for 1.5 IUs a day of Omnitrop? And I don't give, even get it seven days a week. I take five days on and take two days off. So there's that part. Uh, but... With HGH, I just feel like it's more precise. It's like when I put, when I inject HGH, it's like I know how much I'm getting. So there's no guesswork to it. I'm not asking the pituitary to, to increase something. I'm like, this is how much I'm getting. So I like, I like that. Some people are like, Sam, you know what? I mean, you talk about HGH a lot and so on, and you talk about testosterone a lot, and I do. And the reason for that is because I, and, you know, people are going to disagree with me. I got that. I don't think you can do this and do this right without testosterone and without HGH. Argue with me if you want, but you can't go from here, which is where I was at 375 pounds, to here, where I was this morning eating oatmeal and eating beef jerky, okay? I mean, I don't, maybe you're genetically gifted, fine, you know what? But the average person, if they look at this and say, I can go from there to there without performance enhancing drugs, let's call it, which I don't really think of HGH and testosterone as that. I find those to be hormones that you're just replacing what your body isn't producing as much of. I've said it before, I, this isn't new. This is new for 51. But my testosterone levels when I was 20 were probably at around 900, which is where I am today. I, I gained muscle easily. I didn't really gain fat that often. I mean, all the rest of the stuff that I'm getting right now because I've fixed my hormones is the stuff that I got in my 20s anyway. So it's not new. It's just new for now. So again, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say, if you think you're going to do this without taking anything, I think you'd be disappointed. I, I just am. And I'm not talking about kids. If you're not at least 40 years old, then just shut the, just go, go do something. Kids need to stay natural as long as they can because when you jack with your hormones, you're jacking with your hormones. And I mean, it could be a, a, a lifelong 
decision that you're making when you mess with those hormones. I expect to be on HGH and testosterone for the rest of my life. Exogenous HGH and testosterone. I expect to do that. Okay? You know what? And when you start messing with them, you kind of have to say, that might be the road I have to take. All right? But getting back to the whole thing. Well, first what I want to say is there's a lot of people in this that if we take a if we pretend like there's something called a fitness train, all right, and the fitness train starts off at Fat Ass Junction, which is where I was at 375 pounds, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I was unhealthy, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, pre-diabetic, ankle hurt, arm hurt, back went out all the time. I was a friggin' mess, and I sat there and I looked at it, and it's like, this is going to be the rest of my life. I looked down the road, and that is what I saw is the rest of my life, and I saw it only getting worse. And I saw me getting diseases that I couldn't cure anymore, that I couldn't fix, because I'd let myself go past the point of no return. And I told my wife, this, the only person that can change this is me. I'm the only one that can do it. Nobody else gives a shit. You know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, and probably go home and lie, that fat bastard. Okay, I don't blame you, right? I, I wouldn't blame you. I was, a, I was a fat bastard, and I let myself get that way. I did that to myself. No one else is to blame. That was me. Right? And if you're one of those guys sitting at home thinking, ah, my wife loves me anyway, you know, she does. Okay, I'm not saying your wife doesn't love you. But I promise you, if you could see your fucking toes, your wife would be a hell of a lot happier. Right? And why? Why are you going to let yourself go there? Why are you going to let yourself get fat? And you come home and you just shove shit in your face and you sit in your chair until it's time to go to bed. And then you go to bed, you wake up the next day and your fat ass waddles out and goes to work. And you think your wife likes that? You think she's not at the grocery store talking to someone who actually gives a shit about themselves? And I'm not talking about her cheating on you. I'm just saying inside of her head, she's probably tired of your fat ass. I know my wife was, she says, oh, I loved you and all the rest of that. And she hasn't wavered from that. But I know, I don't want her fat. Why would she want me fat? So I'm saying... You're not just doing this for to get attention from women or so. You're doing it because you get healthy. I don't have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Nothing on me hurts. I am like, I feel like a beast and nothing on me hurts. And I am 51 years old. My knees, my elbows, my arms, nothing. My sense of well-being is amazing. Like, I feel so good. And I just want to... The reason I do this channel is to bring that and say, you can feel this good. But you have to change your hormones. You have to change your training. And, and, and train. And you have to change your diet. You have to. You have to watch what you eat. So I just wanted to go back and I wanted to get the whole thing. And I wanted to admit out there that MK677 for me raised my IGF-1 more than pharma-grade HGH. I just personally prefer HGH to MK. But I, don't want to, I didn't want to skew the results and make people think that somehow MK doesn't work. Because if you don't feel like you're on medication and it doesn't make you hungry like a horse, well, you'd be kind of be hard-pressed to not go with MK. So that's it. Oh, one more thing before I do that. Um, I got my telly years in, and this is for the epitalon we had talked about. So, here's what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go and film me doing it and sending it off, because then you're like, well, that was stupid. Why is he just... So, I'm going to wait. I'm going to film doing it, but I'm going to put that in a folder. And then when I get the results back, that's when I'll go ahead and I'll say, okay, here's...
here's what happened. I just like that a little bit better. That's all there is for today. Questions, comments, concerns, put them below. And remember, you are never too old to live like a Viking. Until next time, peace out.